broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. And welcome to the show. This is Chattanooga Business Radio. Brian Joyce, that is my name, and I'm the host of the show. We are broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center in downtown Chattanooga. And on this morning's program, I have two guests here. Keith McConnell, he's the founder and CEO of Renovare Distillery. That's a new distillery right here in Chattanooga that will feature whiskey, vodka, gin, and some flavored variations of spirits. And we'll also be talking with Ryan Davis. Ryan is the partner, is a partner in Reliance H, excuse me, Reliance HCM, and that's a brokerage firm that specializes in HR technology and employee benefits. We're going to start with Keith, Keith McConnell, again, the CEO and founder of Renovare Distillery. Keith, welcome to the show. Uh, good morning. Thank you for having me. So tell us the story behind Renovare Distillery. What made you want to start a distillery? So uh, Renovare Distillery. Um, I'm sorry about that. No, no, it's, it's, it's kind of a complicated name to pronounce. It's actually <laughs> Latin for renew, uh, which we'll kind of get into. So about uh, five years ago, I heard about this really cool craft uh, distillery movement thought it was going to be the next big thing, the next craft uh, beer. Started investigating it. Things happened in my life. I had to keep shelving it. And finally, uh, after a couple of personal losses, decided that it was time to follow my dream and, and go after this and saw the market explode. So it's time to jump in and, and go for it. And your background is in spirits? Uh, no, actually, my background's in the aviation. I was an airline pilot for uh, 15 years. Okay. Uh, how did you make that transition? What Were you always just interested in the, the spirits industry? Always loved working with my hands. And agriculture, agriculture is a big part of the distillery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my grandfather always had a farm. I helped him on the farm. He taught me how to raise produce and sell, uh, which kind of paid for part of my college. So that tie, that history, the heritage, kind of the art and science with the distillery really kind of drew me to it. So the name, I mispronounced it, Renovare. Renovare. And again, this is from the Latin. Explain it's what it means. Latin for renew, which uh, through the last five years of my life, I've kind of perfected uh, the art of renewal. Um, after I had, like I said, some personal losses, uh, I had to change careers to raise my son. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of had to start all over again and have done that kind of over and over again the last uh, few years. So it was a real good fit, I think, for the company and kind of for our philosophy of renewing spirits and, and bringing, uh, you know, the, the farmer's story to the story of, of uh, spirits and fine spirits. So. so would it be fair to say, I don't know if maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but we always hear about the farm to table movement in food. Is this yes. sort of the farm to bottle movement in spirits? That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, grain to glass. So we want the consumer to be, to feel connected all the way from when the farmer plants the grain to harvest, to we distill it. And so when they enjoy our spirit, they will be connected all the way through the process and understand and know that farmer's story as well. My next question was going to be, what sets you apart from other brands of spirits? Obviously, you know, when you talk about craft beers, you talk about craft spirits, there is a loss of competition out there these days all across the United States and the world. And I think maybe you just sort of started to answer this, but what does set your brand apart, Renovare? We're going we're gonna to have a premium spirit. We're going to have the best spirit out there, but also we're going to tell that farmer story. Everybody likes uh, the idea of buying local and everybody tries to buy local, but it kind of stops there. And I want to take that a step farther and let and tell the farmer's story. I mean, the farmers have passion in what they do. So we want to tell their story as well. And for you to be connected through the whole process from the time he, he plants the grain till we, till we distill. And that's, what's going to be different for us. 
the coffee industry has done it pretty well where they profile the farmer. And mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to do, you know, we're going to take a, a page from that and, and tell their story as well. Now, why Chattanooga? Did you choose Chattanooga to start this distillery because it's a good place to start a business or is it the Tennessee whiskey thing? What is it? A Tennessee whiskey. I mean, one, Chattanooga whiskey, those guys, you know, they, they got the laws changed here. They kind of broke the ground. They've done a really great job. And I think Chattanooga, the entrepreneurship here is just amazing. And, you know, you look at the things that are coming in Chattanooga. You know, I like to go to Asheville, North Carolina a lot, and they've got the, the craft beer. Well, Chattanooga, we're right there. I mean, we're exploding with all these different crafts uh, from coffee to beer to spirits. It's a perfect opportunity for Chattanooga. We're really growing, um, and I think it's going to be a really cool cool time. What stage are you in right now at the moment? Do you, do you have the distillery? Do you have a, a physical presence, or where are you right now? Well, right now, we're working on the branding and working on our prototype. So we have mm-hmm. a prototype uh, whiskey that the distillery in Wisconsin's made for us that's aging so we can test the grain bill. And we're working through our marketing, our branding right now. Uh, and right now, we're out seeking uh, investors. Uh, so we haven't started yet. We still have to get investors, mm-hmm. uh, but that's kind of where we are now. Talking here with Keith McConnell, you're listening to Chattanooga Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center. Brian Joyce, that's my name. I'm the host of the show. And Keith is the founder and CEO of Renovare Distillery. That's a new distillery right here in Chattanooga that will feature a lineup including whiskey, vodka, gin, and some flavored variations of spirits. What impact, Keith, what impact will Renovare have on Chattanooga and on the surrounding communities? Well, I think one of the things is as we get unique things like this, you know, like Hutton and Smith Brewery and mm-hmm. Chattanooga Whiskey and Renovare, it's going to make Chattanooga more of a destination. We're going to draw in more tourism. And then, too, it's going to kind of spotlight our heritage and our the agriculture background. I think it's going to be a really good thing for the whole community. Uh, the more things we have like that, you know, the more we're all going to be successful and, and profit from. Talk about the process of, of starting, uh, whether it be a distillery or, say, a craft brewery, something like this. Uh, and you do. You see a lot of this happening in Asheville, North Carolina. You see a lot of it in Chattanooga, Tennessee. You see a lot of it in Nashville, cities all across the South. When, when businessmen, when people start an idea like this, do you suppose, especially in the beer or spirits industry, is, is the goal to start locally and build the brand local? Is the goal always with, with sort of a national or even global branding idea, you know, in the back of your mind, it, it always seems to me like it's a combination of both. I mean, you want to start locally, but I think every distiller, every craft brewer has the dream that, you know, I could be the next Sam Adams. I could be the next Jack Daniels. That's right. And, and you do have to start local. I, you know, we will, in our first year, we'll only be in Tennessee. And by the end of year five, we're going to be in six key markets like Florida and Illinois. So you do, you start local and you kind of grow out from that. With the, the distillery or the craft distillery, you sort of have to think bigger. I think more craft beer can be regional. It can be very successful regional. I think with spirits, you have to think globally. And the export market is huge right now. It I mean, is, yeah. It's not something that, you know, in the next five years I'll probably get into. But looking down the road, I mean, it's a huge market. So you would be, you know, negligent not to think about it. Well, the interesting thing, especially, I think you're right about spirits. And uh, when the when the Chattanooga whiskey guys started their thing a few years ago, I had this conversation with them, and it is very true that with spirits in particular, I think you see this intersection. You were talking about the spirit, but you also talk about the tourism. You talk about the global branding, and it is very true when you talk about something like a whiskey or a fine tequila, something like this. 
There are businessmen from Asia to Africa to, right. to North America who know exactly what these brands are. They literally will fly in and out of countries just to sample these brands. So although it starts locally, this is the kind of project that can really have a global reach. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's wide open. So your mission, your vision for growing Renovare Distillery, talk about that just a little bit. What are the next steps and where do you see this company going right now and in the future? Well, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, like I said, the, the next step right now is we're going to finish up the branding uh, and start looking for investors. As soon as we get the investors and we actually have a physical place in the first year, like I said, we're going to be in Tennessee and then we're going to branch out from there. Mm-hmm. And so the next five years, I see us being in six or seven uh, different states, key states like Florida, Illinois, Wisconsin. And then, you know, this thing, there's no limit. I mean, there's so many cool things that we can do. And I really like the idea too, working with local uh, businesses like Velo Coffee, mm-hmm. uh, you know, coming up with a coffee flavored whiskey or, you know, just kind of doing some really cool things with food and, and working with some of the local people and local restaurants and bars and stuff. There's no limit to it. I mean, it's, it kind of blows my mind sometimes. You have to sort of calm yourself down. It's like, right. The first step is, you know, I, I, I've got to get a building. I've got to get, you know, before you, right. you before we can it. become Jack Daniels, yeah, exactly. we have to have a building. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Talking here with Keith McConnell. Keith is the founder and CEO of Renovare Distillery, a new distillery here in Chattanooga. Uh, again, that will feature whiskey, vodka, gin, uh, flavored variations of spirits. Uh, Keith, talk a minute here. You say, uh, you know, the next stage also looking for investors. Are you looking for local investors, national investors, or pretty much anybody? I like the idea of local. The more local you keep it, I think the better off you are. But uh, but hey, you know, it's, it's a big project, so we're not going to turn anybody <laughs> down for investors. So yeah, local first, and then we'll branch out from that. How do you find how do you find that pitch when you're searching for these investors? I, I would imagine there was probably a time in American history where, you know, the people who are already in distilling or brewing are the people who do that, and so they have their investors. The money is secure. Now you see this movement towards craft breweries and craft spirits. Do you find that to be a difficult pitch or are a lot of these investors on board? Do they recognize the value and the growth in this industry? I think a lot of them do. I think there's a, a little bit of hesitancy because it seems like there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look at the numbers and you look, I mean, craft distilling has like 1.6% of the market share and where craft beer has 11 or 12%. So, I mean, I think people... Realize- and it was only just a couple of years ago where craft beer probably had less than 1%. Exactly. That 10% growth is probably just in the last 10 years. Oh, exactly. And we're on the same trajectory as the craft beer. People say, you know, back in the 10 years ago, uh, everybody said nobody would not drink Budweiser right. or Miller Lite. Right. And look, I mean, they are. I mean, the craft, the craft beer is exploding. So it's going to be the same thing. I think a lot of people understand that. I think it, it, we're kind of at a perfect time, I think, because this model for craft distilling has kind of proven itself. So mm-hmm. we're over, this works. This People are looking for craft uh, spirits. Uh, so now, you know, you've got a little bit more competition. So you have to be a little bit more, you have to have your numbers down, you have to do your homework. You know, you have to prove that this is going to be a good concept and, and that you can do it. When you see that explosive growth, and you're absolutely right, I mean, the growth of craft beer has just been phenomenal and craft spirits right behind it. What do you attribute that to? I mean, is it just, is it the changing palate of the consumer? Is it more of an appreciation for, I want to know where my products are coming from? Because again, you do see this in food too with the farm to table movement. I, I think it's both. Um, I think people with the craft beer they saw what a difference it was in the craft beer and the taste. Um, so now they're they're branching that out to their dark spirits. 
Um, there's an interesting demographic. I think uh, women are getting more, 25 to 35 year old mm-hmm. female is getting more into the dark spirits. Um, they like whiskey. They don't want to be talked down to. That's, and I think whiskey's kind of had a bad thing of being the, the good boys, the old boys club. Right. Uh, I think we're changing that. And um, this is a spirit that everybody can enjoy and everybody does enjoy it. They know there's a difference between the big brands. There's a taste. There's a quality difference in the big brands and craft. Craft with small batch, we can take our time. We can do more things than the big boys can. And they're after consistency. They're, they have a product that works, uh, and they're going to keep it exactly that way, where we have the flexibility that we can change it up a little bit and have a, a, a superior product, and it's local. It's also, I would imagine, an exciting time to be doing this because you walk into bars and, and even distributors, uh, you could say the same thing, where, again, 15, 20 years ago, if you have a craft brew idea, a craft distillery idea, they might look at you and say, look, if you were Sam Adams, maybe we'd put you on our shelves. These days, you literally have bars. We have several of them in Chattanooga that, that cater That's specifically, right. solely, exclusively to craft labels. And so there is, there, there's a marketplace, uh, a guy like you who is starting a business like this right now, you have shelves you can put this product on that did not exist, I would say, 10 years ago. Oh, definitely. And even, you know, this started really on the West Coast 10, 15 years ago. And they've kind of figured out, too, the distributors actually have started uh, craft spirits divisions mm. uh, that know how to, to sell craft and know the market value of it. It's not quite gotten to that point here, but it is. It's coming. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely a market for it. So a good time to be there, basically, oh, the ground level. Yeah. yeah. Talking here once again with Keith McConnell. Keith is the founder and CEO of Renovare Distillery, new distillery right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And this is Chattanooga Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center, downtown Chattanooga. Keith, I appreciate your time again before I let you go. Uh, once more, you're looking for investors right now. So what's next for you and Renovare? When will we be able to find your spirits on the shelves? Uh, once we uh, start, to, it takes it'll take us about a year for construction and to kind of get going. So we'll definitely uh, follow me on social media. Um, I'm kind of uh, documenting this whole process as we go. Uh, so look me up on, on social media, on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. Follow along on this exciting uh, journey. And again, it's Renovare Whiskey. So twitter.com slash Renovare Whiskey. Correct. Absolutely. All right, Keith, I appreciate the time. Once again, folks, Keith is the founder and CEO of Renovare Distillery. Check him out on social media and on Twitter. And that's a new distillery right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. My next guest on the program is Ryan Davis. Ryan is a partner with a brokerage firm right here in Chattanooga called Reliance HCM, and they specialize in HR technology and employee benefits. So, Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No spirits, no beer, no, no, no liquor on your end. But I wouldn't refuse it if Keith <laughs> had it in the studio. So, uh, All right. So you started um, yourself and your business partner, Jack. You started Reliance HCM. So just take us back through the history here. What's your background and how did you end up starting your own brokerage firm? Yeah, great question. Thanks for having me again. Uh, so I started in nonprofit when I moved to Chattanooga. I went to school in Jackson, Tennessee, originally from Louisville, Kentucky. So I kind of triangled over and probably like a lot of young entrepreneurs, when I've worked here, I worked in the summers at Camp Vesper Point in Saudi mm-hmm. Daisy. I was involved with Young Life and it kind of got me to Chattanooga and I was their development director for about a year and you know helped raise money for the organization. I met Jack at the time. He came on a committee. We were planning a sporting clay shoot. We just got to be friends and 
over a period of time, I left the nonprofit world and just decided that my dad had been an institutional trust for a long time. But I thought, I don't know if I want to go in traditional banking. And it, down the road, ended up partnering up with Jack. And we worked for a gentleman here in town. And it was a great experience. Worked for a firm locally for two years. And Jack had been there for six. And we started looking around and realized that in this HR technology benefits landscape, that it was a heavily, um, it was older. We were two young guys. And there wasn't really much competition down the road once a lot of these older advisors started to retire. Mm -hmm. There was this technology movement going on in the Silicon Valley with these SaaS offerings for HR benefits and payroll. And so we thought, man, we feel like if we could make a nice in-between where you still get that consultation, but um, where you could offer the technology and that we could have a great company. So we went to a couple different resources that we had to see where we wanted to partner and raise money. And we're a lamppost family company. And those Mm -hmm. guys just it was a great fit. They had an existing business called Reliance Partners. That's our sister company. They do property and casualty work and specialty insurance for trucking companies. And no, it's not a sexy industry like bourbon or, or craft beers. Uh, <laughs> we do beer Fridays at three o'clock. So you, there you can go. Come that's and hang sexy. out with us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, you know, we, uh, you got to have a good reward at the end of the week. So, mm-hmm. but uh, it's been a great journey. I think we started probably six or seven weeks ago. We've already brought on 12 to 13 clients. It's been great. Uh, We've got a couple of new team members and looking for some Mm -hmm. more. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of where we came from and where we are now. And it's been a great journey so far. So let's explain sort of the background of the company here. So you specialize in HR technology and employee benefits. And if I have this right, I believe you had stated that the reason why you started your own business is because you saw a void in the marketplace where a lot of vendors were not offering both the technology and the benefits. So in layman's terms, explain what that means. Obviously, you have brokerage firms that would offer the benefits. I'm guessing you have technological systems that can that can supply and distribute the benefits. Is that what we're talking about? So the the merging of the two. Yeah, that's that's pretty close. I would tell you that you know a lot of people don't know what HCM stands for, human capital management, and the whole concept is in all companies the greatest cost is the human element, right? And it's also your greatest opportunity. You want to foster a good culture. And over the years with the Affordable Care Act, Department of Labor, all these federal laws have come into place. So these technology systems birth that could kind of wrap payroll, some human resource functionality and benefits administration into one. Mm -hmm. And typically, and there are some companies that do both, but they're mainly technology companies that just offer to take over your insurance planning versus being a true consultant and then, you know, coming out on site, those companies are typically brokerages that will then just connect people to a vendor. We found with our HR directors, CFOs, CEOs, that they don't want another vendor to call. They just want to simplify things. And so- Well, in many cases, they're probably already dealing with, say, five or six different people when it comes to distributing employee benefits. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it, you know, the concept of them being able to call someone that understands the technology systems that they use in HR, Mm. but that also understands- human resources and benefits is something that we want to try to create. So you started this business. uh, Your business partner is Jack Silberman. How have you found it working with a business partner as opposed to yourself? So many of the the businessmen that I interview on this program, they are self-starters and they just, you know, they have an idea, they have a vision and they just start this thing on their own. Uh, Working with a business partner as opposed to on your own, how do you find that? Yeah, it's a great question. Typically, and, and when we started in insurance brokerage, typical agents will work you know, independently, they try to build their book of business and it's kind of their name attached to the agency. And Jack and I started teaming up and 
working on accounts together. And we just found that as cliche as it was, the two heads are better than one. Some of the things he's strong at, I'm weak at and vice versa. And we just, it, it was a great partnership. We were able to do more together than we would have, you know, on our own. And so it's been great. Jack is fantastic as he manages most of the personnel decisions that we make and I'm more process oriented. So mm-hmm. it's just a good um, iron sharpens iron, so to speak, where we can kind of share in the the battles of you get turned down some days and it's nice to have somebody who knows what's going on and can identify and our life goals are so closely aligned. That makes it really easy. Yeah. I think if that wasn't the case and it would have been hard to have a business partner. So. Plus somebody to have that beer with that. Hey, you got to have, right? have somebody to drink to that somebody. beer with. Talking here with Ryan Davis. Ryan is a partner in the brokerage firm Reliance HCM, and they're based right here in Chattanooga. They specialize in HR technology and employee benefits. Uh, Right off the top of the interview, Ryan, you were mentioning that you do, you and your partner do want to grow this firm, and you're looking to bring in other team members. Have you already started that process? What's the next step there? Yeah, that's a great question. That's probably the most exciting part is building the team because that's what matters more than anything that we do. Andrea Lewis, who is our VP of account management, she's probably got 14 years of experience in the industry and she is fantastic. So she's there with us now and does a lot of our day-to-day managing of accounts. So we're looking for someone to come in and really pilot. Our software is a SaaS-based software and it, it does everything from onboarding to recruiting, talent management, payroll benefits. And so it's an enterprise system. We would like to find somebody that's got experience in either the SaaS world or in HR management systems. And, you know, someone that's outgoing, but, you know, it could be a mix of inside sales and service at first until we grow that department. So, yeah, it'd be great to to find someone that that fit the bill there. And so that's on the human capital side of things in terms of actually growing the company and the products that you offer. uh, What do you have planned there in terms of growth? Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, in our world, these decisions aren't made overnight because they're pretty large contracts. And so a lot of it is referral based, but, you know, we want to do some exploration with SEO and pay-per-click. And we really tried to work hard to get a quick website launch, but we're going to do a major development over the next, you know, one to three years of really building out a pretty functional website where customers can interact with us in multiple different ways, not just your traditional, you know, email and call. So we want to, really go against the grain of communication is something that really is a letdown. I think in our world, it's a problem that we hear quite often from CEOs and CFOs, HR directors. So we want to really, um, you know, pilot into that and find out not just the the what, but the why, and really mm-hmm. do a great job of communicating with our clients and making them feel like we're there all year, not just at their benefits renewal or when they have a problem. That's really our mission going forward and obviously bringing on clients. Just talking uh, with Keith about all the competition that's out there in in craft uh, spirits and craft beer, obviously in your industry, a lot of competition as well. So how do you seek, how will you seek to set Reliance HCM apart from all the competitors that are out there? And what kind of culture are you seeking to establish uh, with your business? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that a lot of times culture can be perceived as, you know, if you can wear chacos to work and have a drink in the office. That's great. Hawaiian but shirt Friday. Hawaiian shirt Friday. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, a flashback of Inatech from, from office space maybe. Right. But uh, I think that what will set us apart really is going to be our processes and how we communicate. I mean, the core of your business, I think for someone to be able to come to work, because I, I've worked in some not so great spots. And so I have an appreciation for 
when you come somewhere and you feel like it's organized, I just think that as an employee, my hope would be that someone who works for us feels like they know exactly why they're there and what to do. And they don't have any question about where the company's going, what their goals are, or how they're going to be communicated to by their superiors or by their, you know, coworkers. I think that that stuff just gets lost in these startup cultures sometimes. And I think it's hard. It's kind of a war of attrition where the founders get to where they're used to doing a ton. And then it's hard to let that stuff go as you go down the road. But Jack and I are going to really challenge each other to delegate well and not just empower people, but really give them the authority to lead teams. And uh, that's the only way we'll grow because we can't do it on our own. So talking to you once again with Ryan Davis. Ryan is a partner with Reliance HCM. They're a brokerage firm right here in Chattanooga that specializes in HR technology and employee benefits. And once again, this is Chattanooga Business Radio. Brian Joyce, that's my name. I'm the host of the show. We're broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center in downtown Chattanooga. Uh, Ryan, obviously, when you talk about growing the company, one of the biggest challenges or one of your biggest targets is the actual clients themselves. So let's talk about that. How do you target your clients? How do you reach these clients? And how do you plan to grow your client base? Yeah, great question. I think our primary reach right now is based on referral. The guys at Lampost Group have done a great job of, you know, just making introductions to various companies. And we do have to have a good fit on our side as well. Sometimes we meet with people and there's just, you know, not a working relationship. But, um, you know, when we find somebody that's appropriate, it sometimes it has to do with size, but a lot of times it's based on growth and organizational structure. So if their HR department feels like they're growing and their company is extremely organized, but there's chaos on the outside, that's a, that's a great time for us to come in and help someone. And the chaos could be in a number of different places, obviously, but Primarily, they feel the weight of the Affordable Care Act and just all of the heavy laden tax situation, filings, you know, different things that they have to do related to that. And they want some help with it. So and I would imagine probably a good time to be in this business for you, because when you do talk about the Affordable Care Act and all all of the changes that have happened uh, in health care and employee benefits over the past couple of years, there obviously is uh, a, a marketplace there. there. There's an in, there's an opening. Uh, for guys like yourself who can offer some kind of service and some kind of assistance there. Yes, that's absolutely true. It is a hot topic. Most of the time, people are at the least curious about what we do, why we're getting into this business as young guys versus something that's, you know, a little bit more geared towards just technology or inside sales and not, you know, meeting outside with the customer. And so there's a definite curiosity surrounding oh, is there a solution out there for my company, you know, Mr. or Ms. CEO that could be, could really solve our problems? Because um, it's, it can be a more, I always describe it as it's the mortgage of the company, like right. it would be for you as yeah. a, you know, a homeowner or, so it's a, it's definitely a hot topic. You're right about that. Now you obviously, you're based right here in Chattanooga and uh, obviously the city of Chattanooga, that means something to you. So what impact do you hope to make uh, on the city of Chattanooga itself? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that and, and it's really up to Jack and myself to be personally intentional with our time giving back. I'm ha- still heavily involved with Young Life. Jack's wife, Shannon, is pilots a lot of things for the ALS Association in Chattanooga. She's had a family history with that. And so those two things are very important to us. And Andrea is involved in the American Heart Association. So that stuff's on our website. My hope would be that wherever we hire someone, that we give them the ability to be able to reach out and have a nonprofit that they're involved with and that they know that 
they don't have to ask for time off. That that's just part of what they do with our company is they give back to the community. Just coming from the nonprofit world, it's something where you can't do it without volunteers. So, mm-hmm. and that most of the time is time. Uh, money is great to give, but without time and help from someone who um, is outside their world, a lot of these nonprofits couldn't function. So, I think that'll be you know the number one is just giving back, and then obviously creating more jobs. I mean. That's the primary responsibility that we have as a business owner is to create jobs that are there and that are sustainable. Your presence, uh, last question I would have for you, your presence, your base here in Chattanooga has been beneficial in other ways. You've been involved in uh, Colabs. And Mm -hmm. how has that helped you being involved with them? Yeah, Company Lab has been great. Uh, That's how I met Ira Weiss, who then got me on Business Radio X, how I met Keith. And we're getting together later this week to maybe just help strategize for each other. And uh, Company Lab is fantastic. I think that uh, Mike and then Alex Lavage, who was their entrepreneur in residence, those guys, Mike Bradshaw, he is just a, a real leader. I think he really gets his hands dirty in the entrepreneurial world and helps really, you know, you can talk about a spirit of entrepreneurship, but when there's not an outlet for people to go and have a, a functional place with processes where they can plug in and learn how to, you know, come up with a value proposition and come up with a business canvas and then learn how to pitch investors. I mean, you know, some of the collabs programs are being adopted all over the United States. So it's really putting Chattanooga on the map, along with some of the businesses like the guys at Lampost have had and some of the other, you know, entrepreneurial systems here. So it's just been great. Uh, The people that I've met have been, you know, the best part, probably. Once again, you're listening to Chattanooga Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center, downtown Chattanooga. And my guest here is Ryan Davis. Ryan is a partner with Reliance HCM. That's a brokerage firm right here in Chattanooga that specializes in HR technology, employee benefits. Uh, Ryan, I appreciate your time as well. Now, any potential clients who are listening to the show right now, anybody who's perhaps interested in working with Reliance HCM, I know you're on the web. I believe you're on Twitter. Go ahead and give us that information. Yeah, absolutely. ReliancehCM.com is our website. And on Twitter, it's Reliance underscore HCM. But yes, reach out to us. If anything, you can come join us for Beer Fridays at three o'clock. So (laughs) (laughs) if nothing else, if nothing else, right, that can be your invite. Once again, folks, Chattanooga Business Radio broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center. And my guests here have been Keith McConnell. Keith is the founder and CEO of Renovare Distillery right here in Chattanooga. Check him out on Twitter. Keith, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. And Ryan Davis. Ryan is a partner with Reliance HCM. You can check him out on the web at reliancehcm.com. Ryan, I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. And Brian Joyce, that's my name. I'm the host of the show, and we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.